grab your popcorn and snacks, find a comfy spot, take a seat or lie down, and let me transport you to a place of fantasy, ghost stories, ancient legends, odd creatures, alien encounters, and other magical topics. You may even decide to join the conversation. From faraway lands to your own backyard, with a small dash of pixie dust, turn on Okay, I guess I'm going to have to put a new intro on there because that one's just the lights and open your minds. The journey is about to begin. i got to find out why it's hanging up, guys. Sorry about that. Okay, hi, my name is Charlotte. I'm going to be your host for the next hour. I'm also the owner of the California Haunts Paranormal Investigation Team based out of Sacramento, California. We are 45 strong up and down the state of California, which means if you have or you think you might have a paranormal issue, we can get to you. It may take us a little bit because California is a big state, but we can get to you. And if for some reason we can't, we have uh, mediums and psychics on staff who can call you and work with you that way. All right. Well, I certainly don't know. This is the second day in the road that has hung up at that mark. So I'm going to try and find something else to fix that with. I don't know what's going on. But anyway, welcome, welcome, welcome. we got a great show for you today. And uh, here's your here's the usual spiel is that if you're watching from Facebook and you like what you see here today, please be sure to follow if you haven't done so already and click that like button if you're watching from youtube and the same thing if, you, if you're new if, if you're new to youtube and you're checking us out down that bottom right hand corner is a ghost with a magnifying glass that is our mascot and he if you click on that that will come up with a subscribe button and if you haven't done so already please subscribe and again uh, if you like what you see please hit that like button we are also on Instagram under Ghosty Gal, uh, that, that's lowercase. We're also, of course, on YouTube, and uh, that address for YouTube is youtube.com forward slash ampersand California Haunts Radio. We're over at TikTok as well under California Haunts, and that's all lowercase. And we are over at Twitter under Cal Haunts. Anyhow, that's a lot to say. I hope everybody's having a great day. I, I've just, I, I just switched to Windows 11 in the last couple days, and I'm having issues where the computer freezes up just randomly. So I don't know. I've checked everything, you know, that I'm supposed to check, like my virtual memory, my, my paging memory and all that. My uh, graphics, it's all fine. It's just I'm having these issues. So I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. So we'll have to just play around with it, just like the intro. I'm going to have to dig out another intro and see if I can get that going again and find out what's going on with the intro. Okay. Anyway, my guest tonight, Katie Beecher, is a medical and emotional intuitive and i want to find out what a medical and emotional intuitive does i think you do too otherwise you wouldn't be here right so let's talk to her and uh see see what she does and how she applies it to her clients let's do this and we're off hello <laughs> how are you i'm great how are you pretty good i wish that we wish that thing this is the second day in a row would stop like that so i don't know what this issue is always something uh, oh. So tell me about you. So a medical and spiritual intuitive, um, I work pretty differently than other strange people who do this work. Uh, but basically knowing just someone's name and age, and I like to know as little as possible, I create a an extensive report. It's a four page report, um, basically about every single thing in their life that impacts their health, wellness, happiness, um, 
you know, things like childhood stuff and career and their intuitive abilities and relationships and everything you can think of. And I also create an intuitive soul painting for each person. Um, I send these before we meet. And then during the meeting, we go over everything. Um, look, I look for the root causes of things that are making people unhappy or unhealthy. It's not just unhappy or unhealthy people who um, contact me. It's people who you know want to know more about their life or their job or life purpose or other things. And we really can cover um, a great deal of information during the meetings. That I really look for, you know, what are the reasons why you're not happy or you're not able to express yourself or you can't connect your intuition or, you know, where's the trauma stored in your body or where do you need to be more creative, you know, whatever um, is going on with the person. And then we develop a plan moving forward. This really fascinates me. And how, how do you make these... Um... The, the, this thing that, that you create i mean is it because you're you, you know you're able to look to you know to look in on people and then see, see how they're ticking and then come back to them and go you know here's what i see or, or how's that work yeah that's a great question um you know i always tell people if i could actually explain how i did this um i'd be a very wealthy person but um, <laughs> i've i've always been able to tune into people's energy i've always picked up spirits i've always kind of you know from a really really young age um, mm -hmm. Some of the things that I picked up were unpleasant and scary, and I can explain that later. Sure. But um, you know, I've always been able to tune in and kind of and know what was going on, and um, didn't have anyone I could talk to about it. You know, I just kind of felt really weird and sensitive and all that. I'm sure a lot of people in your audience can relate to that. Mm -hmm. So I um, I really pushed it down. I didn't know what to do with it, and it was scary, and. I ended up having an eating disorder, um, which I, you know, write about in my book. And it was from being bullied and also family dysfunction. And that was one of the best things that ever happened to me because I really believe it was divine intervention that at 16 led me to call our pediatrician. I didn't tell anybody else because mm -hmm. nobody else was very supportive. I called our pediatrician, let him know what I was doing. And um, he hooked me up with a Jungian psychologist, um, Carl Jung. It's pretty cool, cool dude. And so she actually is the one who taught me how to connect to my intuition and um, and use my my weird gifts and understand them um, and not be afraid of them. And, you know, it was kind of from that that all of this evolved. I became a licensed counselor and worked very intuitively. So I just kind of let my guides and God kind of tell me you know, what the people needed and what to say mm -hmm. um, until one day when I was working with someone who also had an eating disorder and she was trying to get pregnant. Um, and I was trying to explain how to do this written technique that I teach people about connecting mm -hmm. to intuition. And a lot of people don't really know what that means. You know, they're not even sure what it means to connect to their own intuition. And, and this person didn't. So I asked if there was anyone that she felt comfortable with. And she said her grandmother who was in spirit. So I said, okay, let's do a little role play. Um, I'll be your grandmother and you talk to me like you would talk to your intuition and we'll kind of, you know, I'll show you how it's done. And I ended up inadvertently channeling her grandmother. Wow. 
And yeah, her grandmother was in the room with us. Um, I was able to see in my mind an image of where she played as a child, which was her grandmother's attic. Um, I saw the exact toys she played with. I was saying things that her grandmother would say to her, you know, new things that only her grandmother would know. And um, it even freaked me out a little bit because I wasn't, you know, exactly used to using it in my work. But about a month later, um, she comes in and tells me she's pregnant and she had been trying for three years. So, so her grandmother helped. Um, but I realized, you know, at that point, I really need to use these abilities because um, they weren't going away. And the more I practiced, um, you know, the more I realized that I could like see and, and hear and um, create these paintings. And it's a lot of it is kind of a knowing um, and I'm able to see into people's bodies and kind of get, you know, a big picture of what's going on with them. And um, and it's really you know, very much based in love for people who get afraid of, of this stuff. Um, but it's very much about healing and helping people, you know, connect with themselves. You know, when you tell your story about realizing that you have abilities that you don't know what to do with, that happened to me. I knew I was having this stuff happen to me, you know, as a kid. But then when you get older, you get to the point where you're either, you know, you don't know what to do with them. So you, you push it, like you say, you push it back or you just ignore it, you know, and you go on with life. And I remember when I started to hang out with the paranormal teams, they started to come, the abilities started to come. And I didn't know what to do with them. And nobody would tell me anything. I can, I, I can say this, it's kind, of, it's kind of funny and amusing, you know, at the same time. Thank God for Sylvia Brown. Mm. When she was doing those TV shows. Sure. Because I was off in the afternoons and I would watch her and I'm like, okay, this isn't so scary. You know, I can do yeah. this. It's, it's so true to see other people who do things and they're like wow i'm not the only one and maybe i am still a little weird but you know it normalizes it yeah. um, and i think that's really helpful i when i was young i read a lot of books on um near-death experiences to try okay. and figure out like what am i thinking and seeing and feeling and um and that really helped me a lot i can imagine also you know like like you talk about your therapist you know, it's within the last, it's, it's been in, you know, the last 10 years that, that the therapists have really got on board with this stuff. Because I remember like t past 10 years ago, if you walked in, you know, talking about this stuff, you know. So, yeah, I've noticed it because I, I had a couple of friends that, that had gotten therapy and they, they had had therapists, you know, similar to yours that, that helped mm -hmm. them with, with you know, grasp the ability, you know, be, be able to use it better and so it wasn't so scary. For sure. Yeah. And, and it depends on the therapist you go to, but I think more and more people are um, taking a spiritual approach. And mm -hmm. certainly if you go to a Jungian, you know, therapist or, and I think people like art therapists maybe have always been open to receiving um, signals in symbolic form, yeah. you know, like that. and the, even like the traditional medical establishment is finally getting on board with trauma being stored in the body, you know, and being expressed in those ways. So um, we, we are making progress. Well, it is. And I've noticed it too. My mother I took care of my mother for 11 years and she had dement, you know, dementia, but she would see things, you know, and uh, she, she was sensitive because she would go ghost hunting with me and see stuff, you know? And I remember when I would go into the ER with her and they'd say, well, is she hallucinating? And I thought, I told them honestly, I said, well, I'm maybe not the right person to ask because I'm a ghost hunter and I see this stuff all the time with clients. So maybe, I'm, you know, and they would roll their eyes. But I mean, everything has changed so much now. 
like you say, they're all every, they're more open to it. it uh, it's true, and and um, you know, I want to kind of, if you don't mind, um, yes. talk about the scary experiences that I've Absolutely. had. Absolutely, go for it. You know, picking up some of the um, the negative energies, and that happened when I was probably around ten or something. Um, the Exorcist had just come out, which tells you how old I am. But oh my god, um, yeah, <laughs> right. And I was just absolutely freaking terrified of anything having to do with it when the music came on the radio. Yes, I'm old. Um, you know, the National Enquirer, the pictures about demonic possessions. And I was just absolutely freaking terrified. And because I really felt like I was picking up this negative energy. And, mm -hmm. you know, we lived in an old house and all this other stuff. And, you know, I, I realized later it was two things. It was the dysfunctional energy in my family um, mm -hmm. that I was picking up. So it was evil people. But I also learned, and and I hope some of your listeners can relate to this because it sounds a little strange, but I've encountered it with other people that people who are kind of light bearers, who are, are good loving people who are meant to share, you know, healing and love and, and all this positive stuff. Um, I believe in good and evil. And, but I believe that love is always more powerful um, at any time and that we are always protected and always safe. And unless you are actively seeking out negative energy or you're in an altered state because of severe mental illness or addiction, you know, I really believe that we're all connected to that love and we can choose what energy enters our, our system or not. So what I learned and my therapist actually, um, you know, confirmed this. So I was kind of like, okay, cool. I'm not crazy. Um, that negative energy tries to scare people who are trying to do loving things in the world. And I'm not single myself out because there's a ton of ways to do loving things right, in the world, right, right, right. you know? Um, but I really do believe that it tries to scare us and make us think that it's all that and it's scary and it's going to hurt us and, and all that. And, when I realized that, you know what, I'm not afraid of it and there can be evil around and evil people, but you know, you're not going to hurt me and you can't do anything to me and I'm not letting you in. And and that just changed the whole game for me. It's putting up that bubble, you know, that, that, that protection bubble around you to, to keep that stuff from coming in. It just bounces off. Exactly. You know, that's absolutely. up to us. We have control of that. Yeah, absolutely. Well, yeah. I mean, if you, if you're running around, in a bad mood all the time, you know, or, or, or disgusted with the world or whatever, that just opens up to invite stuff in. It's absolutely true. You know, and, and I know like I work with a lot of people who are really sick and who have mental health issues and stuff. And, and it can be really hard to be positive, you know, mm -hmm. and to feel good about things. And, um, but I always try and help people to see that they're not a diagnosis, you know, mm -hmm. and they're not a label and that there's other aspects to their life and that we can work on healing all the stuff. But, um, you know, it is important to also have, have a whole life and realize that you can have joy, even though there's things that are not very happy in your life. How hard is it to convince somebody who does have that negative attitude to not look, look at things so negatively? I know it's hard when you're sick. I get like that too. I mean, I got my own health issues and there's days where I'm just, I'm not, I'm not getting off the couch. I'm just like, nope, leave me alone. So how hard Absolutely. is it? Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, I think 
I've learned, you know, I've been doing this for 30 years and you really have to meet people where they're at mm -hmm. um, and show them that there are people who care about them. You know, I genuinely care about the people I work with and I can't fix them, but um, I can show them that, you know, by connecting to my, what I call intuition, which is a very loving force that we all have access to that um, accepts you, that knows all about you. I kind of compare it to like a pet who literally does not care if you've showered or what you're wearing or, you know, what's going on. They just love you and accept you unconditionally. So if you can find that piece of you, that part of your life, that energy, even if it's just for a few minutes a day um, and connect to that, then I think that can just change your energy and help you to maybe do something a little bit nice for yourself, you know? Sure. Um, and it, and it, it is little things like that. It's not going to change overnight, but um, you know, I just find when I'm in a bad place, um, if I can actively even just do something I enjoy for five minutes, you know, um, it can take you out of that place of just feeling, feeling horrible. And, and sometimes you need to wallow in it and that's fine. And, and listen to your symptoms and talk to them, you know, be like, why are you here? What do you want me to know? Um, like with the, the eating disorder, you know, like I ended up befriending it and saying, why are you here? What do you need me to know? How can I change? How can I heal? And it was the most difficult thing I ever did, but it was so transformational. And it's why, like, I figured out who I was and I figured out these gifts and now I can help other people and, and stuff. So, you know, a lot of it um, is there to help us in some ways, too. Absolutely. Just like I tell some, you know, my friend, a lot of some of my friends when they get depressed, too, I said, you know what? Do you have dreams? Do you have dreams about something that you want to do someplace where you want to go? Hold on to those dreams. It may not come true, but as long as you have that to look at and grasp in, that keeps you going. Absolutely. Absolutely. And yeah, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's very stressful, you know, and even like COVID made everybody even more anxious than they already were. And, you know, so many things happened. And I think um, I also tell people having just one person for support, you know, just one that you feel loved and cared about by and that you can talk to and, and maybe that person is your pet, you know, who knows, but you just find that love and support. <laughs> What's scary is when your pet rolls its eyes at you when you're talking to it. <laughs> I love it. Sorry, I had to say that. <laughs> I swear my dog will look at it. I swear she'll, I'll, I'll be jabbing away at her and all of a sudden her eyes will roll back and she'll turn away and I'm like, okay, I'll shut up now. <laughs> One of my favorite things to do is pet readings because they not only tell me so much about themselves, they tell me so much about their owner because they're so tied into you and, you know, they're there for you. So they tell me things that maybe humans don't necessarily know how to talk about or feel comfortable. And I'll be like, okay, so your dog just told me this. And they're like, oh my God, now I have to talk about it. Um, so it happens. I'm afraid of what my dog would say about me. <laughs> Probably very nice things. Let's talk about that a few minutes. You know, since since we're on that topic, how how do animals think as opposed to how we think? What they tell me, and um, so animal readings are super cool. Um, they, I do separate animal readings, but they often come up like when I'm doing the paintings of people and their energy. 
Um, I will often get an image of, you know, a pet that they used to have or a pet that's with them now. So it's, it's a very cool way that they come through mm -hmm. and they, horses are super fascinating. I know nothing about them. I've never had a horse, but they're incredibly human and incredibly empathic and sensitive. So all animals tend to take on the personality traits of their owner. Um, they also take on the physical characteristics. So it's, and they're really here to serve us, to help us, you know, to be guides for us. So one of a, a very motivating way to help people um, take care of themselves, if you will, is to say, like, I'm really picking up a lot of anxiety um, or depression or pain from your animal. And I'll describe it so they'll know I'm like, you know, telling the truth. Um, and I'll be like, they, you know, they're saying they're picking it up from you. And they're so concerned with their pet that they end up doing things for self-care or spending more time with their pet or doing things that that make them feel better because they don't want their pet to hurt. So it's, it's you know, I'll use whatever I, I can get. So <laughs> it makes sense. It all makes sense. Right. I really admire what you do. I do. I think I think what you do is great. Thank you. Thank you. It's um, it's really great work. I get to meet people from all over the world. And um, sometimes, you know, people are in a lot of pain and um, it's, it's a gift that they trust me enough, you know, mm -hmm. to, to open up and, um, and, you know, most of the 99% of the time I'm able to help in some way, um, probably higher percentage than that, but so thank you. When you work with people and let, let's talk about the resistors because I, you know, we talked about that a little bit earlier, but I know there's people that will resist that, you know, what, what you have to offer. How are you able to get them to bend, you know, to, to work with you? Yeah, that's a great question. I think that sending the report and the painting before we meet helps a lot because I don't get any information. I don't see a picture. And so it's kind of like me, my guides, um, whatever, like proving that I have this knowledge about them. Um, and so it helps them be like, oh, well, she knew all this stuff. So maybe I should listen to the other stuff she's she's saying too um so that helps and it's not uncommon for people to come to me with a physical or emotional symptom and sometimes they just want to know like what herb can i take or or what can i you know what doctor i need to see or whatever like what am i supposed to do with this and the report will talk about things like um really painful relationships you know or jobs that they hate that they've been unhappy with forever, or the fact that they have abandoned their creativity. Um, and so it's a great way to tie in. Um, yes, we will work on this physical and emotional stuff, but hey, also this is going on and we're able to link, you know, when did these symptoms start? Oh, when my father died or when I got separated or, you know, um, I was going through a really stressful period or so it helps to be able to like get them to see how all this stuff is connected mm -hmm. and um, and that, you know, um, kind of looking at all the areas of like everything matters and even things like stuff that happened to them, you know, when they were a kid can matter. Um, mm -hmm. So a lot of it is just kind of, you know, it's like evidential mediumship, 
sure if you will that you're you know giving evidence that you're really getting this stuff and so they're like oh okay maybe i'll listen to you <laughs> you know what else too i think two people are more apt to listen as you say because they have the written stuff in front of them they have that painting in front of them and they can look at it and go oh okay hey my god that's where i hurt right there you know yeah yeah for sure and and um it's it's such complete information that a lot of people are just like okay first of all you freaked me out and <laughs> you know um i feel like i've known you forever and you know when you go to a therapist for the first few times you kind of have to retell the story that you've told to every other therapist eight million times mm -hmm. um with this your story is out there you know your story is on that paper and and i'm talking about it so we can get a lot done but there's also like wow i don't have to bring that up again you know mm -hmm. or um because sometimes like with things like um sexual abuse or assault for example um i'm very careful about what i write in my reports mm -hmm. because i, I want to be sensitive and i don't know who's reading them and you know i don't it's it's a tough difficult thing to talk about um so sometimes it'll come up as trauma but sometimes it'll come up as red areas on a painting you know um and so it's a little bit easier to talk about them um when it's not necessarily the words right well let me ask you this when we talk about the paintings now i'm a pain management patient so when i go in every month they give me a little chart thing with, with a body on it you know and point to where you're having issues is that yeah. what this is like or is it more like more, more graphic it's much more graphic actually um i have for people who can see this um some examples oh there you go like an mri awesome <laughs> so oh there we go okay so that's just yeah. my dumb microphone right okay that's just one example sure um here's another they're all different i'm covering up the names as i show them to they're all like super different oh that's really cool yeah you know um this person is a flower um oh, that's cool so basically it's a depiction it could be an animal it could be like an insect right, whatever right 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 but it's a basically a depiction of their body and their energy. So um, this is probably an easier example to, to show you, but um, so everything has meaning. Um, the colors all have meaning, where they're placed has meaning, where I start, um, you know, the fact that, so blue is being empathic and sensitive mm -hmm. and this person's arms are like straight out. And so they're they're literally pushing away the people's energy that they feel is impacting their life and they're reaching for magenta and magenta is all about your being your authentic self being creative not caring what people think so those are just a couple you know quick examples right. um, but and then like there's some red down near the first chakra at the base of the spine and that's just signifying some of the trauma and things that they've been through and um so it's um yeah, it gets pretty detailed. It's That's pretty, pretty cool. I like that. That's really cool. That is really, really cool. And what are some of the responses when, when people see this stuff? It must be pretty positive or they're shocked or what? They're, yes. And I'll tell you a really fun story about one of them. Um, people love these paintings. And when I first started, I'm like, okay, great. They look like a five-year-old did them. What in God's neighbor people going to think of it? It's crazy. And now people frame them, they use them as their screensavers. Um, you know, they really have a lot of meaning for people. And so that makes me really happy. Um, one of the coolest ones I ever did was I was working with a five-year-old boy. 
um, talking to, you know, his mom who um, was autistic and he was nonverbal mm-hmm. and I didn't know anything about him. I just knew his name and age. Um, when I did his painting, it was a very unusual painting because I made a fire truck and there was a fireman on top and he was shooting um, water into this super tall building. And so I'm like, okay, this is a little weird, but I'm just going to go for it, whatever. And um, I was trying to, to paint the hose on the side of the fire truck. And I just kept making an S and I'm like, okay, I can draw. What is, this is weird. And it, to myself, I said, what is this like Superman's fire truck? This is, this is bizarre. So I know enough to just go with it, you know, not second guess it. I sent it to his mom. And when we got to that part of the reading, she started crying. And she said, I have to tell you, um, before I got pregnant, I lost everything in an apartment fire. We lived in one of the top floors. There was a fire, the building burned down. I lost everything. And I was in absolute despair, um, total depression. I just, you know, I thought my life was over and I had just lost all hope. And then I found out I was pregnant with my son. And she said, he literally saved my life. And it's because of him that I had the will to live and to go on. And I wanted everyone to to know how special he is and what he did for me. And he really is my Superman and I call him that. And in fact, um, he has Superman's middle name. (laughs) So I got goosebumps, you know, I mean, which does happen, but I was just like, oh my God, this is so cool. And and that was so meaningful to her because it was really a message from her, you know, nonverbal son too. Mm -hmm. That's really cool. That's really cool. And when you talk, you know, when you talk about your patients without naming anything, what, what is one of the more maybe difficult cases that, that, that you've done? Um, people, a lot of the people that I work with have gone from doctor to doctor to, you know, natural practitioner to whatever. And um, for years, you know, um, and I'm often able to get to the root causes and be able to refer them you know, to the proper medical professionals. Um, I don't diagnose that's illegal and unethical, Absolutely. you know, so I work with other people, but, but sometimes there are people who um, are in such despair and they, they say that they would try anything and that they're open to anything, but sometimes they've just feel like they've been through it all. And Sometimes the things that I have to say are things that they've heard from other people as well. Um, And either they're not willing to make those changes or they're too afraid to make changes, you know, or what they really need to do is learn to love and accept themselves. And that's just, it's not in their purview. You know, it's just not something that they know how to do. They don't think they can do it and they haven't learned how to do it. And it's people like most of the time we can accomplish a ton in one session. Um, so I do meet with people multiple times, but not, not everybody because we don't need to. Um, but people who like, I just know you're gonna need more time, you know, to work this through. And um, and so those are, it's the hardest cases and the saddest because I, you know, really do wanna help. And I can see that they can make changes, but um, they're just not in that place, you know? Sure, sure, sure. Let's talk about your book a little bit. Great. So, so um, it's, oh, yay, there it is, my book, yay, called Heal From Within. <laughs> I'm bringing it back. 
Okay, okay, we're back. Anyway, okay, so heal from within. Okay, um, and um, I knew when I was 16, when I was recovering, um, my guides told me I would write a book, um, hopefully, you know, more than one book, but it was basically about like learning what I had learned, so or have learned. Um, took me forever to write the damn thing, but it's it's a little bit of my story, um, of healing from you know, eating disorder, Lyme, all that good stuff. Um, mm -hmm. There's a part of it that teaches people how to connect to their intuition and their body, which is really important. Um, and then it's basically like taking people through a reading with me. So there's a lot of different tools and techniques and quizzes and things for identifying what your issues are, um, you know, what your strengths are, what they're linked to. Um, I go through all the chakras and show them like, how all of their different symptoms are related to certain areas of the body, certain energy centers, how those are related to each other, um, and things that you can do physically, emotionally, and spiritually to work on healing. And then at the end section is, you know, specific diseases and things like that, that I give more information about. Um, my husband calls it um, Katie Beecher, the home game. <laughs> That's awesome. What, you know, for, for people that, you know, out there that maybe can't go to your sessions or, or things like that. What is an easy way to calm yourself down and all that? And it's through meditation or, or, or how would that happen? Um, I'd love to teach my favorite way of connecting to intuition. Okay. Um, and this is something that I, I cannot take credit for. It is Jungian psychology. Um, learned it when I was 16. This saved my life. Um, it's why I'm still here. It's why I'm healed. And it's something that I do every day. So you know, I, I talk the talk or walk the walk or whatever that expression. Um, so the way that I think about intuition is that it's, it's all knowing, loving force that's with all of us. Mm -hmm. um, kind of like this perfect best friend that's with you all the time. And my favorite technique is to physically write out a question or your thoughts or feelings and direct it to your intuition. And for people who may not know what that means to them, um, when I started out, I talked to God. Um, there are people who talk to loved ones in spirit. There are people who talk to a higher power. So it's whatever it means to you. There's no right or wrong way. And so you write out your thing and whatever you hear, see, feel in response to what you wrote, write that down mm -hmm. and then write back to it. And then whatever you get, write that down, write back to it. So you're having a written conversation with your intuition. Oh, and cool. it's it's so powerful because first of all you have to stop what you're doing to write so you're much less likely to be distracted you know and you're in the present moment and a lot of anxiety and stuff is related to past or, pre or future stuff so you know you're present and um your body's involved you know because you're you're writing so that there's that kinesthetic activity so and we get a lot of intuitive signals from our bodies so, and a lot of us are dissociated from our bodies, especially if there's pain or trauma, you know, that's not where you want to be. So the, the natural response is to dissociate. And so sometimes I will just say, um, do you have anything to tell me? You know, keep it kind of open. Um, sometimes I'll ask a question. Sometimes I'll just kind of start writing, you know, and do word vomit and then be like, Hey, can you give me some feedback? And, um, for, People who have physical issues, um, like pain or something like that, I really encourage them to write to their bodies 
and write to their symptoms um, as friends instead of their enemies or something that they have to fight or something that's you know out to get them. And like what you know was with the eating disorder or Lyme or whatever, I was basically like, okay, why are you here? Um, what do you want me to know? Um, you know, how can I be more authentic? How do, what do I need to do to change things? Um, how can I help you heal? You know, um, just being open. And sometimes I would yell at them and that's okay too. Um, but you know, we, there's such a mentality in our society to like fight things and mm -hmm. that, that things are bad and they're there to hurt you. And a lot of the time, you know, anxiety can be a really important warning signal or it can be a sign that you're not being treated well, you know, and you need to make a change or that you're unhappy or that, you know, discomfort's not always a, a totally bad thing. Absolutely. I'm kind of thinking about um, the, 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 the one thing where you will write stuff down on a piece of paper and then throw it into the fire. You know, and um, I think that's an especially great technique for um, people who are empaths who tend to pick up other people's stuff. Mm -hmm. And it's not even necessarily negativity, but sometimes you just feel very overwhelmed. Or if you're feeling anxious or whatever, a great thing to ask is, what is this about? For, well, first of all, you have to identify it. So allow yourself to feel it. Mm -hmm. And then you can be like, okay, what is this about? Like, do I have a reason to feel anxious? Because maybe you do, mm -hmm. you know, maybe that's totally normal. Um, and if not, then you can be like, well, am I picking this up? from somebody I was just at the store with or somebody who lives with me or somebody around the world. And um, that can be, you know, a great technique for just kind of getting rid of stuff that doesn't belong to you anymore or, or old outdated thoughts or, you know, stuff like that. So that's a great technique for that. What about meditation? Um, I think, well, I have trouble quieting this brain um, as you can imagine. So um, I feel like, the writing to your intuition and your body is a great form of mindfulness meditation because you're very present. You're just focused on your activity and you're listening. Mm -hmm. um, so that can be for me a great way to kind of segue into, okay, I, I need some quiet and I just need to kind of let things come to me. Um, so I think there's tons of ways of meditation, but I think it's extremely valuable. Sure. Absolutely. No, I like your way better because I, I know I'm a person, I like to write to express yeah. myself. And I remember even fighting with my family growing up, I would write letters to my father or my mother, mm. you know, to get, to give to them, you know, just, just, just so I could get it out. Because I think sometimes in family dynamics, you're, you're either going to be fighting verbally with people or you're going to hold it all in. For sure. For sure. Yeah. And that's a great way, you know, even if, your um the person you're writing to isn't with us anymore uh -huh. um, because they are still with us you know or even if it's just stuff that that you need to say or and as you know like with a difficult family system sometimes there are things that you need to say but you know that saying them will bring you pain or it's like talking to a wall or you know you're going to end up feeling worse but you still need to release that energy. So, you know, doing it in, in writing, no matter whether the person sees it or not, I think is a wonderful release. How badly does stress affect our bodies? <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh, so badly. 
um, it and it can be subtle too, like because I don't. I think that we all of society is like, okay, don't feel pain. You know, take a pill or or Jesus, it's taking longer than a millisecond for my screen to refresh. Or, you know, we we have um, trouble with waiting and patience and tolerance of being uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. So I think that stress is in so many forms. And it's one of those things that we often feel in our bodies before we're even conscious of it, mm -hmm. you know? Um, so, it not only affects like, you know, cortisol is something that a lot of people had accepted for a long time. Um, and that has all kinds of effects on the immune system and the all, you know, everything. Um, and I think that's where traditional medicine started to accept it. And then they started to get more on board with what, you know, traditional Chinese medicine or Carl Jung or Freud or, or all these other people have been like, no, this really, these symptoms, they're real and they can be very highly contributed to by our experiences, mm -hmm. you know? So um, I really feel like for me, one of the most important things I do is, um, is physical movement. And um, I happen to, my, my weird sport is pole dancing, um, but okay. it's, it's amazing. I'm obsessed with it. And it's one of the best things I've ever done for like my body and body image and, you know, meeting friends. And it's a really hard sport. Like people think it's stupid, but well, you know, right. it's no, like no, any I'm, other not laughing. I'm not laughing because of that. I just, it just that, that was something I wouldn't expect. Right. No, it is funny. I mean, it's, you know, we, we laugh and it's a great thing. It's good to laugh at yourself. Um, so, but for me, it's the first time that I haven't associated movement with exercise for weight. Mm -hmm you know, or calorie burning, or it's like, I just really love to go. And so it's where I have friends. It's where I express myself. It's where like, I get to be physical and I get to release a lot of stress that I don't even realize is there. Mm -hmm. um, so I think physical, you know, movement is such an amazing way to release stress of all kinds, often that you're not even aware that you're dealing with. Oh, I agree with that hundred percent. My big thing is I'll go to yard work. Great. I love it. I get yep. out there. And it's not even planting things. It's tearing things up. That's what does it for me. Right. Uh, the weed eater. Oh, you know, you feel macho using that weed eater. Way not <laughs> you know? I love it. I love it. Yeah, no, I'm a, I'm an avid gardener myself. I'm, I'm happy weeding. So, you know. Let me ask you about the colors. You talked about the colors earlier that you paint with. Now, are these the colors of the chakra that you're, that you're using? Or is, or is like, I, I learned to calm myself down and put myself in a good meditation by using the rainbow. You start out at the red and then you work your way down to that blue and white section to where everything's really calm. So how, yeah. how, what colors are you using and how do they work? Um, yes. Yeah, so it has nothing to do with the chakras at all okay. um, on my paintings. It's, okay. um, I will start off, I'll write down someone's name. I will start off, normally I will see a color that I'm going to start with. Um, sometimes I will see an image, like I'll, I'll see a flower or I'll see, um, like the triangle one that I showed you, I actually saw the triangle first. I'm like, okay, whatever. Um, so they'll show me an image or a color to start with and I'll put it down. And then I just basically keep listening, um, and keep seeing and keep hearing, okay, you know, the arms need to be out here and they need to be yellow or I'm just kind of being open at all times to, you know, what I'm being told. And um, 
I use the colors more as um, kind of the general general symbolism of colors. Um, so for instance, red can mean a lot of things. Um, it can mean anxiety, you know, it can mean anger, um, it can mean pressure, um, it can mean passion, you know, an intense love, it can mean pain. And so when I do the paintings, I purposely don't interpret them until I've met, you know, we do that, we do the report first and then we do the painting. So I purposely don't interpret it as I'm going because I don't want to alter the results. Um, but I listen to my guides as I interpret them and I'm like, okay, for you, red means this and this is why it's in this position or in this part of the body. Um, so it's, it's very individualized. Okay, very interesting. I'm just fascinated by what you do. Now, when you look at somebody, I'm just gonna say this, I mean, are you able to look into their body itself and, and, and see what, what, what parts ailing them? Or is it just a, a feeling you get? It's a little bit of everything. Um, so I definitely can see inside the body. Um, I will often see shapes, um, like, um, I'll see bumps sometimes depending on where I'm at. So sometimes that can mean, um, you know, endometriosis or it can mean some fibroids or I'll see, um, that a pelvis or a uterus is tilted, you know, mm -hmm. or, I will see um, organs that are very crowded. Um, so it's a lot of it, it's symbolic stuff, you know, that I will see. And I am extremely careful not to make diagnoses because again, we talked about that. Not a doctor, right. um, but I will say, you know, this feels like it could be this or symptoms similar to Lyme or something like that. And then, so the person's able to then verify those symptoms. And then I can be like, okay, so, these are some people that I can recommend or I've worked with or whatever. So you can go um, actually get diagnosed, you know, maybe do some physical treatment with them or ever, whatever. But, um, but I'm very, you know, I'm very careful to write down exactly what I see instead of like, sometimes I know exactly what it is, mm -hmm. um, but I'm still just like, um, I don't want to put it down like it is a diagnosis because then people get scared too. And I don't want to do that to them. Right, you know? right, right, right. Absolutely. Um, what do you like best about what you do? Um, wow. I think, um, I get to meet amazing people like you. Um, and that's really, you know, one of the, the best parts is all of the amazing people that I've met either other authors or through podcasts or clients or, you know, um, I would not have gotten to do that had I not do this, done this work. Um, I love watching people learn to connect to their intuition and trust themselves because I never want anyone substituting my intuition for theirs. Uh -huh. And, you know, while my guides are like incredibly accurate, it's like, I still say to them, you know, does this resonate with you? You know, does this make sense to you and, and how, can we use this in your life? And, you know, how can I help you to trust yourself more, you know, and, and maybe look for those red, red flags in a relationship before you get into one that's going to hurt you again, or, you know, things like that. So um, watching people be able to learn and grow and accept themselves and, and transform their lives. And um, 
and you know, like I'm working with some people who have pretty severe health anxiety and that can be so disabling because you, you can't like move forward and you can't enjoy your life. And it's just this constant, well, that you know, something bad's going to happen to you. So helping them see that like, maybe what's going on has other reasons and, you know, maybe, you know, let's think of one thing you can do today to challenge that or to do differently or, you know, concrete steps that, that you can take to maybe set some boundaries with people who are, you know, making your life miserable or whatever. So it's just getting to watch people heal and transform is like really a huge gift. When you said that, I got to thinking about people with health problems. There's some people that have health problems that don't even want to go to the doctor because they're afraid to go to the doctor. I know. And some people, they're like, I'm afraid to meet with you. I'm afraid it's going to be scary. And I'm like, please, please, please don't be. I like, I'm always honest with you, but I make everything positive and I'm super supportive. And, you know, we go at your pace and I'm not going to, you know, going to force you. And, um, but yeah, it's real. And I think um, then the longer you wait, the worse it gets. And, you know, and also so many of my clients have been to so many doctors or other practitioners and just get gaslit, you know, like this isn't really what's wrong with you or, um, you know, like I have um, hypermobility and Ehlers-Danlos. It's a very common thing, but it took freaking decades to get diagnosed. And it's all these other, like there's zillions of symptoms, right? Mm -hmm. um, and it was only my daughter getting it that made me finally get evaluated even though I know I had it. But like, that's something that's so misdiagnosed and it's labeled so many things. And there's people who it's like, they just get sick of you asking for tests or questioning or being like, I still don't feel good. Like, please help me. You know, so they just give up and feel like no one's going to help them. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Is it hard for people to be, uh, get in touch with their intuition? It can be hard. Mm -hmm. um, because a lot of the time we tend to overthink things. And that's a wonderful question. So one of the biggest obstacles to connecting is overthinking the process. So being like, okay, is this my intuition? Is it just in my head? Is it just what I want to hear? You know, why aren't I seeing colors and angels when I do this? Um, what if I do it wrong? Um, what if it asks me to do something really hard and I'm not ready? And, you know, wh what if I, when I'm talking to my intuition, what if I hear something unrelated to what I wrote or asked, you know, does that mean I'm, I'm not getting the information or I'm not hearing it enough. So what I encourage people to do is go slowly at first, um, mm -hmm. whatever they hear, just welcome it. And then ask yourself, like, does this resonate? Right. And don't worry about whether it comes from your intuition or your own head or whatever, because we're smart too. And, and maybe spirit or your intuition um, is reminding you of something that happened to you that is related to the experience that you're concerned with. Or I've had people say, well, I'm just, I think about somebody else and I'm like, all right, well, what does that person have to do with what you're you know, thinking about? And they're like, oh, wait, yeah. You know, so I don't think the source is as important as the information mm -hmm. and you know, how you use it. And um, sometimes we're really afraid of what we hear. 
and so you don't want to listen and you cut yourself off. And so to that, I say, well, have a conversation with it. You know, why am I afraid of you? Why is, what is this bringing up in me? You know, what am I um, pushing down and maybe ask for like one step, you know, how could I get started on, on listening or making this change or whatever. And then also you may be at a point in your day where you're like, you know what? I just can't deal with this. I just, I'm like, I hear you, you're right, but I just cannot go there. I promise to check in, you know, another time and listen. So I'm not ignoring intuition because if you ignore intuition, it yells at you mm-hmm. in very unpleasant ways and you get more symptoms, you know, or bad things have to happen for you to pay attention. So you don't want to ignore it, but know that you have a choice about how you want to respond to it. Is that that little voice you hear in your head? Sure is. Absolutely. It's the voice. It's the pain in your stomach. It's the stubbing your toe. It's the song you hear on a radio. It's seeing a butterfly. It's, you know, all of these things um, are potentially signs that, oh, I need to pay attention to that. So it comes in all different ways. Absolutely. And when you started your practice, because you, you, talk, you talked earlier about finally figuring out, you know, what your gifts were. How hard was it to start your practice to get this going? Um, it was very helpful to be a licensed counselor mm-hmm. because, um, you know, I had been doing that for a really long time. And um, so it kind of morphed from from that. And what actually ended up happening is um, my mom got really sick. And she became paralyzed and um, that turned my life upside down in about a zillion ways. And um, well, as horrible as it was, it kind of made me think about what I was doing with my life. And like, I liked counseling, but I was like, and I was also an artist at the time too. And I'm like, I feel like I need to do more. Like I, I have more to offer. Um, I started going to a spiritualist church. Mm-hmm. And those are amazing. And so I started to learn from some of the mediums there um, and hone my skills and just become more accepting of it. And um, so I kind of um, didn't really know what I wanted to do. I tried a lot of things like I'm a Reiki master and all that kind of stuff, but it wasn't really calling to me. Um, And then I just ended up taking a workshop. It was just this three day thing, like intro to medical intuition. Um, and they didn't even teach you how to do it. It was more like, these are the chakras. This is what it means. This is kind of stuff you can do. And she basically said, I'm going to give you a name and an age. Tell me everything, you know. And I thought like, yeah, there's no way in hell. Like I'm not going to know anything. And I kind of shocked myself because I knew an awful lot. And I realized like, she said, well, I don't know what you actually do for a living, but you might want to, you know, uh, take this more seriously. And so it kind of happened by accident, but not by accident. And I was like, oh, this really, it's really cool. Um, This really resonates with me. And I just started practicing, you know, on friends or on, um, on friends, relatives who had passed. So I wouldn't know them. Um, Yeah. And the more I practiced, I just kind of talked to more people and networked and it. it, um, I've been fortunate to get some pretty great press and, you know, things like that. Um, so it kind of, um, slowly, slowly morphed into what it is now. Awesome. Awesome. Um, what's next for you? 
Well, um, I would like to write another book and um, addiction with, you know, the eating disorder background is something that, um, you know, was really important to me. And I would, one idea I have is to connect with, um, with people in spirit who've gone through, you know, addiction stuff um, and talk to their families as well and find out, you know, what kind of signals and signs are you getting from people, um, people maybe who've had near-death experiences related to addiction mm -hmm. and find out what they've learned. And it's such, it's such a prevalent thing. I mean, it always has been, but I think, you know, it's, it's especially bad now. And I'd really like to give people a path and hope towards knowing that they can heal, you know, their addictions and come back to themselves. So that's just one idea I have. Um, but I'd like to do, you know, more speaking stuff and keep doing what I'm doing and, and who knows. And along that line, what message do you have for people today? You were born loving yourself and you absolutely deserve that love and acceptance. And just because someone or more than one person along the way has made you feel otherwise doesn't mean it's true. So just start, start tomorrow, start today. Um, do one little thing to nurture and love yourself and it can grow from there, but you're, you know, you deserve it and you're worthy. Right. This leaves the last question I ask everybody is you're on the strip in Las Vegas <laughs> and uh, you're standing out there, you know, like those guys that hand out the cards, right? right? You're standing out there with, with, with other people that do similar work to yours. How do you get people to come into your office? Well, um, definitely by wearing lots of magenta. <laughs> I love, I love bright colors, um, and orange. And I think, um, you know, being really cheerful and a, and a welcoming, loving smile. Absolutely. Thank you so much for coming on. I so appreciate it. It was, it was, it was fantastic. My pleasure. Thank you so much for inviting me. We'd love to have you on again. That was very, you know, you're, you're really good love at what to. you do, obviously, obviously. I would, I would love to anytime. It was super nice talking to you and meeting you. And um, yeah, hopefully people can, you know, take something from this. Absolutely. All right. We'll see you and uh, have a good one. Thank you. Take care. Okay. Bye-bye. All right. I learned a lot. That that was real fun. She was really great. See, they're, they're thanking you in the chat room right now. They're thanking you in the chat room. Anyway, I want to thank you again for coming, and I hope to get you uh, that you'll come back and visit us sometime to talk with us. In the meantime, um, I hope you guys were, were listening, and I hope that you like if you like what you heard, share it with five people. If you hated what you heard, share it with five of your enemies. We're equal opportunity here at California Haunts Radio. And again, if you're watching from Facebook and you haven't done so already, hit that like button and hit that hit that follow button. Just like over at YouTube, there's that little ghost in the bottom right hand corner the magnifying glass, and the Sherlock Holmes hat on. Uh, if you haven't done so already, click on him and hit that subscribe button. And again, show us some love. Show us that you like this. Okay? And uh, what I'm going to do right now is I'm going to show you her contact information and her book and I mean, where, where you can get that stuff. And then I'm going to sign off because tomorrow, we don't have a guest tomorrow. I'm going to be reading the book. I'm going to be reading from, from the Salem Witch Trial book, just to let you guys know, 6.30 p.m. Pacific. 
Uh, but uh, we're, we're getting down to where we're more than halfway through that book, so it's kind of cool. So we're going to continue with that. And then Friday, of course, Nancy Matz will be with us. So here we go. Let me get her information out. So you've got a website of katiebeecher.com. And, of course, the book is uh, Heal From Within. And you can get that from her website. You can also get it through Amazon and all the usual suspects. All right? Okay, guys, thank you very much for coming. I will see you tomorrow. I'll be live, 6.30 p.m. Pacific, reading the book. See ya.